0: Hello and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and
1: Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies.
0: Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well
1: as movies we have seen without them.
0: Hello and welcome to our Valentine's Day episode. It's not meant to be like a Valentine's themed episode. However, we are recording on Valentine's Day, so therefore... I kind of just went all in. I'm like, why the hell not? (laughs) Just knocked out three, three cute movies. Um, So here we go. Hi, Patrick. How's it going? Happy Valentine's Day, bro. (laughs)
1: Good, Jeff. Happy Valentine's Day to you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) What are the odds? Look at us working on a air quote holiday. Right. (laughs) I even work. I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh. How's it going? What's new?
1: Oh, it's doing all right. Um, trying to maybe teach myself some new skills. Okay. I haven't started yet. I got to get all of my equipment and everything. But I decided I'd try to do some soldering. Okay. I don't actually do it. I got a kit. And um, I got to buy some more of that solder. I don't have the right one. And then look and see if I can find my goggles and... Because what started it, there's like an old Game Boy Advance game I have. Yeah. And it has a battery in it. So half the time it saves, sometimes it doesn't, or it'll erase because the battery's weak. And the way to change it out, you got to desolder, then solder a new battery on. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So I've been kind of watching videos off and on. And so I said, I'm going to finally go ahead and buy a kit. So I've got that, and it kind of seems pretty straightforward on what to do.
0: It usually does. <laughs>
1: yeah. So until I actually get hands-on with it, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I've said that the amount of times I've said that about some homework, simple home repair thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And I watch the video I go, yeah, that seems like something I could do. Yeah. <laughs> $100 into it. I'm like, I don't think I could do this. <laughs> I need to call somebody. Yeah. I have drastically uh what's the word over i've drastically over uh estimated the amount of confidence i have in my abilities because that's the best way to say that
1: yeah Uh, kind of feeling that way now i'm like i'm pretty sure once i get to i'm like okay i don't i don't know because i watched i watched a video from someone who's not an expert on it so i'm like yeah you're the one i need to watch exactly and um, I, got a, I got a practice board to be able to attach different things. And I'm like, it took him, I think, two hours yeah. total to finish. I'm like, it might take me a little longer. But it'll be something fun to try. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, so, um, so yesterday was the big football game. I could finally say, "Wow, I thought thought I thought, thought football's been over for a while." I can officially yeah. say, "Good, football's now over." Yeah. Uh, so, of course, most er, the one thing everybody was most excited about was the halftime show. Mm, was I? I yeah. Because um, you had your Dr. Dre, you had your Snoop Dogg, you had your Fifty Cent that was hanging upside down for some reason. I guess back pain. I don't know. I, I I was wondering if he was heads or tails. That was my question on that.
1: <laughs> uh, I've seen memes where they're calling like a dollar or 75 yeah. cents. Yeah. Being well is paid yeah. well. has got money. Yeah,
0: yeah. Inflation. <laughs> inflation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will know, never call it a dollar due to inflation. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but you also had, I think I, I can't remember if I already said Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. I didn't realize how short Kendrick Lamar is. Until I saw him up there with at the end lined up with everybody else. I'm like, well, Eminem's not that big. Yeah. And he looks he looks like a I mean, he looked like a hobbit amongst <laughs> amongst Gandalf and the rest of the Lord of the Rings clan. Um Dang. But it turns out he's Kendrick Lamar uh is five six. Eminem's five eight. Doctor Dre's like six foot and Snoop is six three. Yeah. So when you look at that kind of hierarchy, yeah, it only goes, so yeah, he looked, I'm like, but I thought he was like 5'4". Like, I thought he was like Cat Williams height or something, Right. <laughs> you know, but no, it, it was actually pretty, uh, it was good. Yeah, it was good. But afterwards, you know, Grayson's in the, she's being silly. She's kind of trying to cover her mouth. She's kind of grinning, mm-hmm. but she's trying to beatbox. box. It's <laughs> like, psh, 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 psh. I was like, (laughs) she's kind of trying not to laugh doing it. Yeah. She's also watching, uh, there's a new show, I think it's on Netflix, uh, called Karma's Story, I think. And it's about this uh, African-American girl that is a really good, like, freestyle rapper.
1: Yeah.
0: And they're, like, recording stuff, and uh, her and her friends are, like, recording videos and stuff like that. And then there's one kid that's just jealous of her skills. That's kind of the bully or the, you know, the back, you know, the, uh, uh, but he's just jealous. But yeah, he's like, there's one storyline where he, where he took her journal, you know, that she writes all her lyrics and then tries to steal it. And then basically she catches him and then has this like rap battle to totally owns him. It's, I mean, it's a cute show. Yeah, uh, I missed the episode, but Ruth was telling me about it. Like, there's one whole episode about how you don't touch a you don't touch a black girl's hair. Like, you just leave it alone.
1: Yeah,
0: and so it has some really good messages in it in this kids show, and uh, it's Karma's story, and it's cute. Like, it's I can see it being one that wouldn't annoy the hell out of me when Grayson decides wants to repeat it over and over and over again. I like what was it my second chance the gymnastic show that's on Netflix that thirteen episodes that over and over and I'm like I'm done done with the show um so I'm glad she's moved on and found a new one so we'll put that out there but yeah now she's started beatboxing which is really cute because they do it in the show too so but she's got a long way to go to get up to her dad's skills so All right I grew up with Michael Winslow so I got. I got all kinds of Michael Winslow skills <laughs> going on. But yeah. But yeah, it's it's cute though. Um but yeah, that uh oh we had uh Grayson's dance studio had a had a uh, Valentine's ball. So one basically they had it on Friday and Saturday night. Uh since York was with his mom this weekend, we went Saturday night and uh yeah, I still can't dance. All my dance moves are still from 1990, 1991, you know, junior high dances. And right. uh, I, I, yeah, it was stuff. fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they did play uh, Pump Up the Jams, and uh, you can't touch this. But Hammer Dance is still on point, though. So, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, watch out. Okay. No, she had a great time. So did I. We even learned a routine. She got to show up and show out for the uh, studio owner, who was really impressed and wanted to, you know, wanted to talk to us later about, you know, when tryouts for, for uh, competition starts up again, for her trying out for the team. So, so that worked out good for her, because <laughs> um, you know when they put when they put Whitney on. Grayson doesn't know how to do anything but show out and show all her moves. So, right. watch out. Um, but yeah, and York's doing well. Uh, he's got a little bit of a stomach bug, but he's, I don't know, he's doing good. He got his project done, got it turned in. That was a hot mess, but Roaring Twenties newspaper you know, got got completed. On to project number three. So yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be a hot mess too but it's all right we'll get through it so um other than that yeah i guess that's about it you know yeah that's i guess that's it so yeah, we uh got some tv to talk about uh season finale or series is it season or series cuz i couldn't tell we'll say season we'll say season finale of boba fett because I don't think it said series. I think it just said season. Oh,
1: so it's only seven episodes, not eight? Or did I miss one? I think I might have missed one. <laughs> I the, think I missed one. <laughs> uh, the missed final the episodes episode. this week, bro. <laughs> okay, okay. I was about to say. I thought I missed the finale. I'm like, dang it. I thought I, I thought I was caught up, but I am caught up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Uh. Yeah, that's
0: it. Seven up. Seven episodes and. I guess we're off to Mandalorian season three. No, I guess Obi Wan's next. But
1: I thought that already started. Obi, <laughs> what, Obi- no, se- no Mandalorian oh. season
0: three. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, what they're going to do is they're going to release the first three episodes. It is going to be the last three of Boba Fett.
1: <laughs> I was like, man, that book of Boba Fett was pretty short.
0: <laughs> yep, it's a, it's more the of a, uh, it was yeah, it was a chapter book. <laughs> It was one of those mm. learned to read. It was one of those level three learned to read books.
1: <laughs> kind of like, it's just sad that this, it, it. was more interesting when it wasn't about him. Yeah, not yeah. that it was bad. It's just it's kind of like with what I felt like with the Mandalorian. They kind of introduced Baby Yoda or Grogu mm-hmm. kind of too soon yeah. when they should have focused kept the focus on Mandalorian for at least the season. Then season two could have been yeah more about you know little guy but um i don't know <laughs> maybe they just realized like okay this just probably didn't work so let's just bring our guy in <laughs> yeah uh, need something
0: to need something to sell toys there we go yeah. Yeah. and here we go all the toys yep and it, i mean it worked all the toys all the clothes we got it all so true oddly enough it's mostly grayson that has it but yeah so yeah. but it's it's still cute though and still good um but yeah the you know the one thing i can't remember if i posted or if i just took a picture and no i did i posted it on our facebook group page i'd you know seen at the end where uh, grogu and the rancor kind of kind of standing next to each other just reminded so much of of uh, Natasha and the Hulk and her going,
1: sun's getting the guy it's Sun's getting real low. <laughs> it's like There's a lot of things I saw in, in that episode where I was like, Oh, this is a reference to this. Like even yeah. King Kong reference where he's coming up like Oh okay. yeah. Yeah.
0: But I you know, it was this episode was very much a Robert Rodriguez episode. Like I would I mean, it had his DNA all over it. Everything from the action scenes to it being a street fight—you know—it, it, yeah. The one villain that died, I thought was kind of a lame death. I thought, man, this is kind of cheesy. All right, did we just run out of time, or? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Also, though, I don't think he's dead. Nobody dies in here.
1: It's Disney Marvel, so... <laughs>
0: I'll, well, I mean, this is the way I see it. Did they take... Did he decapitate his head?
1: Nope.
0: Okay, he's not dead.
1: There you go. I mean, it's just like... Uh, what's her name? Finnick. You know, we thought she was dead at the end of... In the Mandalorian, and then he just patched her up. Yeah. So... And... We didn't see
0: it. <laughs> awesome. Well, shoot, we thought Boba Fett was dead, too. Starlight bit. Here we are. Entire show. So...
1: No head decapitation, still alive. Yep. No so. headshot. Nope. He's still it, was cool. it, was, it was cool seeing uh, Mandalorian and Boba Fett fighting together. Side by side. Yeah, like Butch Cassidy them with the, Sunday. The knee, with the knee missiles. Yep. <laughs> it's like, okay, that was cool. Like, why, why do you want to be cool now?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> yeah. It's like
0: the last episode, we're pulling out all the stops. I don't yeah. know if we're getting another season. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was it was uh, very action packed. I I yeah. dug it. Um, I enjoyed that. This last episode of Peacemaker, I wasn't as I don't know. Like I would have been okay if Boba Fett went on. However, yeah. Peacemaker, I'm kind of ready for it to be over.
1: Yeah, this one I did not I did not okay. catch this one. So that's the one. This one I'm behind on. Okay. But you can talk about it. it's not going. Nah, on.
0: It's- it's- not really. I mean, they, I, I mean, they move into the biggest thing that occurs is that. Well, no, I take that back. There is a big fight scene between Peacemaker and his dad. Okay. Um. That was pretty, uh, pretty crazy. And then you have, and then at the end you you see what the the big cow that's being milked in the barn. Mm-hmm. You see, you, you see that big reveal and you're like, this is, yeah, this is definitely James Gunn suicide squad ep, you know, level of craziness. All right. Y'all. I was like, well, good luck with that. Y'all <laughs> just kind of <laughs> looked at it at that. And then, okay. you know, the episode ended. So I'm, I'm guessing the next episode's probably the last one. Cause I think it's number eight for it. I think it's only an eight episode show. So,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and that's you know it's I'm enjoying watching it but like talking about it it's just I don't know like I don't mind like I like again I I, I like watching it but I'm, I'm just yeah I'm just kind of ready for that one to be over and us to move on to something else yeah I think it would have been a good four-parter to be honest just short tight, like you know, make four it,
1: hour and a half episodes or something
0: like that. Yeah. Or even a six episode. Like it really probably could. I mean, not that there's a lot of filler, but. Because there's a lot of character building and stuff like that. But I don't really think it. Needs too much. Right. Um You do get to understand more about. Um, you get to understand more about his. Peacemaker and his brother. The, you know. Some flashbacks there, so that's actually pretty good. So, a little more backstory for you to try and care more about them, you yeah. know. But yeah, it's it's fine. Um, I did start watching on Hulu the show Dope Sick about uh the with uh, Michael Keaton, Rosario Dawson, Peter Sarsgaard uh, who else am I forgetting? Rosario Dawson, Peter Sarsgaard, Michael Keaton, Caitlin Deaver, and you know, some other great character actors that are in this. Uh, it's basically about the about Purdue Pharma and them. Oh, Michael Stolberg. I keep forgetting him. Uh, trying to, you know, basically the beginning of production of, of OxyContin and try, and then the pharmaceutical salespeople trying to push it onto the doctors and then showing how the how Purdue Pharma is basically saying, hey, it's a very non-addictive, you know, unlike Vicodin or some of these others, it's a very non-addictive painkiller. And that you may experience breakthrough pain. So basically when... After a while, basically the um, the dosage amount isn't enough, so you have to basically up the per- up the dosage on it. Yeah. Because a breakthrough pain, which then of course the body becomes more acclimated to it, so therefore that isn't enough, so they have to up it again, and then it's yeah, and then uh, it takes place during several different timelines, 1996, when they're trying to get it on the market. Um, I think '97 between '97 and '99, them trying to uh Rosario Dawson plays DEA, DEA agent trying to crack down on basically people busting into pharmacies trying to steal it and everything, <clears throat> and noticing what kind of effect this is having um, on overdoses and stuff like that. And then in 2005, uh, Peter Sarasgaard working for the – um, I think it's like a U.S. attorney general, something like that, or a prosecutor or something like that, um, prosecuting the case, um, saying that they misrepresented the, uh, the drug. So it's pretty interesting. It's very informative. It's uh, also very, very sad because it is – um, you know, it's not like it's made up. <laughs> it's kind of still going on. Unfortunately, but it's very, it is very, very good. And, I, you know, it's Michael Keaton. So I'll watch anything he's in. Um, I believe he won best supporting actor, Golden Globes for his role in that. So good on him. Um, yeah. So that's what I've been watching TV wise. I'm only on episode it started episode four, but it's so far. It's very, very good. It reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you ever saw his 1999 movie called the insider with Russell Crowe and uh, Bruce McGill about uh, basically Russell Crowe plays Jeffrey Wigand Who's the whistleblower of the tobacco industry about basically how nicotine well Kumadin is uh is addict is the addictive ingredient that they put in cigarettes to make it addictive and then the marketing towards kids it kinda helped with uh eliminate his whistleblowing is what helped kinda get Joe cool off the uh, pack of cigarette, you know, and Billboard ad- being able to advertise that advertise it towards kids kind of that way. Or right. it makes it look like it's cool and so they uh, he helped in getting that off of there and being able to have a billboard X number of feet or yards uh, near a school zone. So I actually met the real Jeffrey Weigand uh, 2000, 2000, 2001. He did a talk at um, at Drury University and. So I got to meet him, have lunch. Cause I was a huge fan of the movie. Michael Mann directed it. Uh, Al Pacino is also in it. He plays a uh, will Bergman, uh, for 60 minutes. Cause he was trying to do the story on it. Yeah. So it was very, it was one of my favorite movies for many reasons. And then just the story alone. So the fact that I got to meet the real one was also really cool. I had one picture taken on a disposable camera cause smartphones weren't around. And then, uh, I hadn't used up all the film and I end up flooding my car with said camera in there. So there was no evidence of Dang. that picture. It sucks. But anyways, um, yeah, it's, if you haven't checked out that movie, definitely check out that movie. Um, it is very good. And it just did a partner piece, I guess, you know, between the two They're both very informative and, uh, yeah, very well done.
1: So I think right. the, only, the only new series that I started was the, I guess what I was had mentioned earlier, the actual name of it is The Girl Before. Okay. Which is uh, about a woman who falls for an architect and gets a eerie premonition about his house when she finds out that another woman died there
0: oh yeah i did see that
1: i haven't watched it but yes i did see that yeah i gotten about two episodes in two episodes left it's only four episodes okay it's it's, it's kind of like in a way kind of on the level of archive 81 where it's some flashbacks but yeah they're present day flashback kind of running together yeah it's interesting so far okay i'm just curious how it's gonna end right so uh
0: Oh, it's a movie. I thought this was a TV series. Okay. All right, well, I thought this was a TV series, but I'll go to bring it up. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a new movie, I thought, again, because it's coming to Hulu. That's what made me mm-hmm. think it was a TV show. But it's a new m- movie starring Ben Affleck and uh, Ana de Armas from Knives Out, and uh, No Time to Die, uh, called Deep Water, which I just thought of the Mark Ruffalo movie. Right? Right. Okay. Um I, I thought it was too, but okay. Anyways, uh it's about a, a well to do husband who allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid a divorce becomes a prime suspect in the disappearance of her lovers. Dang. Ben Affleck can can't catch a break with the, <laughs> with his wives, can he?
1: <laughs>
0: Between nope. this and gone girl.
1: Right. <laughs> I would have learned his lesson.
0: Yep. Yes,
1: not. Nope. Uh, Letting for punishment.
0: Yep. Uh, the movie, not the series, but the movie also stars Tracy Letts, Rachel Blanchard, Lil Rao Howry, Finn Wittrock. Uh, see, trying see if there's anybody else in here anybody might know. Sounds interesting. I thought again, thought it was a series, but.
1: Mark yeah. Ruffalo was Dark Waters. Dark Waters. Okay, the waters is
0: deep. what kind of yeah. it
1: together.
0: Well, and the first word start with deep. Yeah. It's a deep, So Good call on that. Uh, directed by Adrian Lynn. it's going to be, it's uh, two hours, 33 minutes. Woof. Good night. It's going to be a slow burn. <laughs> yeah. Good grief. Um, yeah, it starts a, uh, or, Drops March eighteenth. So. From the director of Fatal Attraction, Indecent Proposal, and nine and a half weeks comes Deep Water. <laughs> Only available on Hulu. Right. you got to speed it up at the end. You know. Right. Uh. <laughs> so like yeah, last part. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not responsible for any marriages in him because of this movie. <laughs> uh, good grief. All right. With uh, with that brilliant segue, let's get into our future attraction. <laughs> uh, so for this week, uh, we watched the romantic movie Marry Me, starring Jennifer Lopez
1: Jennifer Lopez. No, yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry, oh. <laughs> just remember that from South Park from eons ago. Yeah. Back when I watched it, eons ago. Um, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Uh, this movie dropped on uh, this past Friday, the eleventh. Uh, I was going to take a second for this to pop back up. I was pleasantly surprised with this movie. I was actually pleasantly surprised with the trailer, to the f- part where I was like, "Oh, okay, well, I'm, I'll, I'll end up watching this." And yeah. when I found out that it was also available on, going to be available on Peacock, I was even more excited because then I didn't have to leave the house to go see yeah. it, <clears throat> to go see it. Um, it kind of worked
1: out. It kind of worked out both, you know, on my end as well because I wasn't sure if I was going to go to the, if I was going to make it to the theater because. I originally, I was gonna go see it after work Friday, cause I thought there was like a 10:45 showing. It was like 10:30. I'm like, I'm not gonna push that. And so when you told me it's on Peacock,
0: yeah. I went really
1: and signed up. Yeah. You know, I can watch that. Then I can watch a lot of old wrestling, cause that they, they kind of got everything on there too. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I do it for. You know, it's got all the office stuff on there, plus Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've been going back, rewatching some of those episodes, too. So, yeah. been loving that. Um, so, music superstar Cat Valdez and Bastion are getting married before a global audience of fans. But when Cat learns, seconds before her vows, that Bastion has been unfaithful, she decides to marry Charlie, a stranger
1: in the crowd, instead. Seems like a very yes. Jennifer Lopez thing.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know what You know what I kept thinking of when I was watching this? Now, granted, I started watching this while I was folding and hanging up four loads of laundry that had been needing to get done. Yeah. And I was standing there going, <laughs> all I can <could> see is, <laughs> like, what if they would have replaced Owen Wilson with Pete Davidson's character Chad from Saturday Night Live? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll marry you okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like okay. <laughs> uh, cause that's kind of what it reminded me of. Cause they did do a skit actually when she hosted it, uh, when it was her and Pete Davidson's as Chad and her falling for Chad. And then you see a rod show up at the end. It's like, Dang. what the hell, Jennifer? And then, you know, wife in it ends up imitating art. And then they split up. I was like, true. Damn Pete. He knows no
1: no bounds.
0: (laughs) No. Uh, But no, uh, this is a very simple plot. This is one might say, I don't know. There's a little more to this than a, than a Hallmark, you know, romance movie, a little more conflict. We'll say there's a little more conflict. Not, not really a lot. They don't, it does. It doesn't really push that. It, pushes on their chemistry. You know, what this movie focuses mostly on is their chemistry is Owen Wilson and Jayla's chemistry together. And, you know, he, Owen Wilson is a divorced dad who gets his daughter part time. He's a math teacher at a middle school or junior high one and leads a math club and his daughter's really good at math and he's trying to get her involved in the club but she's afraid, too, because she gets nervous because she choked at the net at the last at the previous year's math lead, uh competition. So she's just afraid of doing it again. So. Jennifer Lopez decides that she's going to go ahead and stay married to him. You know, it was just for a few months and they don't really have to see each other, if, you know, other for like publicity stuff. Plus yeah. well, they get to know each other. She gets to know more about. I don't want to say like normal people, but, you know, just because she was self-made, like her character was self-made in this. So she already knows that, but she may have lost touch. You know, after becoming famous and forgetting how to do things on her own and forgetting how to have fun without a bunch, you know, without cameras and phones around and having one-on-one time and Charlie's just there being his, just be trying to be a good friend, but ends up falling for her too. He keeps saying that, you know, he's more focused on his daughter and wants, you know, uh, doesn't want to basically to have his life interrupted. Cause they're talking about, cause it's funny. Cause they're talking about how they have all these press, you know, all these TV things they need to go to like the today show and all this other stuff. We says, well, you're gonna to have to move the Today Show because from eight to three, I'm, I've got kids. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna quit my teaching job for, three, you know, for a three-month publicity gig. Yeah. And so he had to move the. It's like you don't move the Today Show. You, you move, you move around the Today Show. The Today Show does not move around you. So I thought that was kind of funny, but. Yeah. Uh, no, it's really cute. I I really enjoyed it. The music's actually, you know, J Lo's gonna sing because sure that was probably probably part of her contract i'll be in this movie but i'm doing the soundtrack yeah (laughs) just just, it's a little uh what do you call it uh quick pro quo (laughs) i'll do this movie i'll do this movie but i'm gonna do the album too
1: but you gotta let me sing (laughs) you gotta
0: let me do the you gotta let me do the album so yeah uh
1: I mean, I mean, the music was fine. There was just one scene when she was recording and she was like singing extra hard. I'm like, there's never a reason for her to sing that hard.
0: <laughs> no. She's just it, really passionate, Patrick. Yeah,
1: she's I know. Just really, I, she's feeling it. I know. She's I know. thinking of Charlie, man. Come on. Uh, I know. But I just, was just thinking that. I was <laughs> just like, man, there's no reason for you to be emoting like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did like Owen Wilson's timing as far as comedy yeah especially when she took a little clip out and he stomped back yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> i was like okay that's hilarious yeah yeah
0: because <laughs> yeah, i probably would have done the same thing
1: yeah what is that
0: oh my god you're oh my god you're shedding are you okay uh, Do you to to the doctor is this some sort of virus yeah <laughs> is it gonna happen to me too
1: yeah. contagious wow that was real wow (laughs) did he say that in this movie No. wow see exactly wow (laughs) he didn't go wow (laughs) that's the one thing was missing I was like damn (laughs) can't solve the problem just sit in the problem
0: I I can't remember that that phrase I thought for sure she was going to use that in the song lyric I said she's going to take his little thing about how to solve a math problem yeah, sit in there long enough and the yeah.
1: answers will come to
0: you, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought for sure that I was gonna wind up a song lyric. Yeah. Cause I even started trying to sing it while I was folding the along. I was like
1: <laughs> Probably would have had to reword it a little bit to get the same same vibe. The answers will come to you. Yeah, see. <laughs> in a way she was saying it without saying it.
0: So well cliff notes this one, we'll completely play try <laughs> <laughs> cool. Get the general message out there, but yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was, yeah, it was, it was cute. Yeah. I, uh, oh, I didn't even go through the cast of characters. We got jumped right in. Uh, we already talked about Jennifer Lopez as cat. Owen Wilson as Charlie Maluma, assuming as a, uh, Spanish musician or singer that I just don't know because I don't listen to that music, but I'm sure he was probably a famous singer. Uh, his picture on IMDb definitely does not match his picture on the, on the screen. (laughs) It looks like Joe Jonas with a buzz cut. Dang. Right? (laughs) Right. Right? Like some prep kid. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Josh, uh, John Bradley, who most people know from game of Thrones, uh, as Sam. The other (laughs) uh, um, as Colin, Sarah Silverman as Parker, uh, Chloe Coleman as Lou, which Lou is short for Lucy, right? Because they did say her name was Lucy, but they kept calling her Lou. I mean, (laughs) they dropped. Yeah, they went from two down to one. Yeah. That's our hearts. Um, (laughs) Michelle. Michelle Buteau as Melissa. I really like her. I, yeah. I love everything she's in. She always just brings so much, uh, I don't know, humor and warmth into her roles, and I love it. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, and then, yeah. So it's uh, directed by Kat Corio, who. Directed Dead to Me that's on Netflix. Girls 5 Eva and uh let's see a TV show called Florida Girls, a TV show called Single Parents, an episode of Modern Family, several episodes of It's Always Sunny, and yeah, Shameless by The Mick, an episode of Brooklyn 99, like has done a lot of TV. Oh, a case for you. That's actually a really cute movie with Justin Long. So, life happens. That's another cute one. So, nice. yeah. But yeah, I mean, so for me, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I would definitely recommend. It. I would watch this again. In fact, I'm probably going to because I told Reed she would really like it. I said I'd watch it with you. I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't timing. I mean, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like we still can watch it. We did. Oh, God, I didn't even put this on the list of movies to talk about. We did. She wanted to watch Valentine's Day, the uh, Gary Marshall movie and the series of holiday day Gary Marshall movies. I've seen bits, but I've never watched it all the way through. So we watched it all the way through yesterday morning. It's fine. It's it's. It's very lifetime-y. There's not much going on. Ruth's summary of it is, it's a love letter to Los Angeles. I go, well, technically so as well, I Land, but, you know. She goes, I hate that ending, though. I want to love that movie so much, but I hate that ending. I'm like, I said, why? Because it didn't turn out the way you want it to? She goes, exactly. I said, well, that's kind of life, and that's why I like this movie. Because yeah. it doesn't turn out the way you exp- – it doesn't have – not every movie has a happy ending. I want mine with Happy Indies. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Yeah. but uh, No, I love that. That's a better love letter to Los Angeles, but so is Singing in the Rain, though. Well, I haven't seen that either. Well, you need to. It's really good. So, or at least to old-time Hollywood, it is. So, Technically, so is Sunset Boulevard. I don't know. I could go on, but there's a lot. <laughs> a lot of ones that are, but, you know. um, but it's cute. Yeah, it's definitely a kitschy feel-good not really a whole lot of conflict occurs. It's just a series of events that occur with famous people playing different, having, there's no like real, I would say Ashton Kutcher is probably the most starring character. Cause he's probably got the most screen time. Yeah. Everybody else, they're like little mini vignettes that then intertwine into one story, but no real plot. <laughs> so, but it's cute. I mean, it's it's fine. It's definitely very. I think it's 2010 when that came out, so it's very 2010 in that regard. But it's it's fine. But I was like, mm, I'm glad you like it. Not for me. Uh, all right, you got anything else on "Marry Me"?
1: No, I'm just surprised that I actually enjoyed it. Right, same. It was mostly, and- I-, I think if they. had if Owen Wilson hadn't been in it and they'd put somebody else in his role, I don't know if I'd enjoyed it as much. I mean, I like I Jennifer Lopez, but I don't know if she could have carried it on her own. No. Because. Yeah.
0: Not that she did bad. Just... No, not that she did bad. I mean, she yeah. played a version of herself.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I kept thinking, like, did they just pull from her, her life? Because there's a, yeah. lot of, a lot of uh, dialogue. It's uh, kind of spot like... on.
0: That's a little. Uh,
1: little two, on the mo- yeah, two on the nose there. Hitting hey, bit,
0: that's hitting a hey. little bit too close to the block there, Jenny.
1: Maybe that's just <laughs> part of her therapy. Like, hey, you got to confront this if you're going to make it work with Ben again. <laughs> True story.
0: They were at the Super Bowl too. I was like,
1: yeah.
0: I was like, oh hey, I'm got you on my other screen. <laughs> and then they played her commercial. So there's a commercial that uh, she did for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and uh, one of Grayson's friends from when she was in kindergarten and pre-k uh her dad did the sound mixing for it him and his company did sound mixing for it so pretty awesome so congratulations to max uh. all right so for me i finally got around because all my movies are going to be Somewhat Valentine centered somewhat in a way they're always going to be romantic movies they are not going to be action movies or kids movies for that matter to be honest. Can't really think of a kids movie that's like that other than maybe Charlie Brown Valentine's. I don't know. I'm sure there's one and I'm just not thinking it off the top of my head. I mean it can't buy me love but that's also a, more of a teen movie yeah but um anyways i watched uh the broken hearts gallery which is available on stars right now and on demand and i'm pretty sure redbox as well still the broken hearts gallery is rated pg-13 With a runtime of one hour, 49 minutes came out in 2020, but really didn't get uh, released into theaters, I think, until 2021 because of COVID. I believe I may be wrong on that as well. That will happen from time to time. Uh, The Broken Hearts Gallery is about. So after a breakup, a young woman, Lucy Gulliver decides to start a gallery where people can leave trinkets from past relationships. Starring Geraldine Viswanathan as Lucy Culver. Uh I think it's pronounced Dacra? D-A-C-R-E? Dacra? Does that seem right to you? Maybe? Montgomery?
1: Oh. I'm not, I've not heard his name before, so I'm Me not either. sure. So that's probably about I think it's good ballpark.
0: Right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, as Nick, uh, Utkarsh and Budkar, who again has been in a lot of movies, uh, and it's part of the uh, Freestyle Love Supreme group with uh, Lin Millwell, Miranda, and Anthony Ramos. Uh, he's he was in uh, Free Guy as one of the as the guy that wasn't Joe Kelly. Uh, and he's been in a bunch of other movies, just bit roles. But actually, he was also in Marry Me. He was the other in the competition,
1: the Probably math competition.
0: Here. He was the other coach. Yeah, he yeah. was the other coach. Uh, he plays Max Vora, Molly Gordon as Amanda, Philip as Nadine, Suki Waterhouse as Chloe, and Sheila McCarthy as Cheryl Gulliver. Oh, and Bernadette Peters as Eva Wolf. So, this movie is really cute. It's, yeah, it's going to be one of my like favorites that I'll probably rewatch. After watching the trailer, I thought I'd probably kind of like it as just one of those movies that I would watch, or want to watch. Just you know, a feel good rom. You know, it's some good comedy in it basically Lucy gets let go of her uh, of the gallery she's working at and she also has a breakup so she's trying to figure out she's going through all the stuff because she hoards all the stuff that has been given to her and you know from this relationship she doesn't know what to do with it. So she ends up weaving it, you know, trying to make a piece out of it. And then, uh, while she's she meets a uh, Nick who's trying to open up a hotel, and in doing so, they end up weaving. She finds someone leaves, you know, stuff from a past breakup, and then she has this thought that this could become a thing. So she starts going on socials and st- social media and trying to get it 20, you know, broken heart gallery trending and everything. And then okay. people start weaving things. And then she starts doing like, com- kind of like confessional videos to kind of play. And she wants to have this big opening and she gets this big following going. And this becomes a whole, a whole movement type thing. And she ends up helping Nick try to get, you know, backing for his hotel, so the gallery's taking place. The Broken Hearts Gallery's taking place as a part of this hotel, like in a area of this hotel. He's trying to uh, renovate and get get going. And in doing so, they become you know they become real good friends, and they start kind of you know talk about past relationships, and then start hanging out more, and then they ended up you know falling in love. And then what happens is that he's, you know, Nick's name in this hotel, you know, basically just names the hotel Chloe, you know, and then all of a sudden after they're, you know, and all lovey-dovey, you know, and in this relationship, of course, the big, you know, big third act, oh, conflict thing, Chloe shows up. And Chloe is Nick's ex-girlfriend who is back, of course. And so now Lucy's like, so you named the hotel after your ex-girlfriend. Like, you know, she's not. She doesn't want to have anything else to do with you, but you're going to name the hotel after her. You see how this is a problem. <laughs> right. And so then Nick has to then figure out has to kind of more or less choose. Obviously, chooses Lucy because it's a romantic movie. And it's super cute. I really like it. <laughs> I think it's it's a lot of fun. There's some great humor in it. It's got a good pacing. Like, it's just, I mean, it's just a great, I don't want to say feel good, but it's like the acting is great. You could, you could really feel the chemistry in it. I really like Geraldine Viswanathan. I will probably, It'll be one of those if I see her in it, I'll probably want to watch it because she's really good. Uh, yeah, uh, it's super cute. A uh, little indie rom-com. I dug it. So, uh, Oh, it was uh, written and directed by Natalie Krinsky. So check it out if you have stars or you can also, uh, you can also check it out on Redbox and anywhere else.
1: Um well I finally had a chance to check out Belfast. Nice. Um I went Thursday before work, I believe. Either Wednesday or Thursday. Cool, cool. Uh was originally released November 12th, 2021. Runtime of an hour and thirty-eight minutes. Directed by Kenneth Branagh. Name you'll hear a couple one more time at least. Um, stars Catriona Balfe as Ma, you got Junie Dench, who at first I didn't, re- I kind of, I kind of felt that was her, I was like, the makeup was pretty good, because I, I really didn't recognize her.
0: Well, she wasn't playing Queen Elizabeth, so yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, she plays Granny, uh, you got Jamie Dornan as Pa, um, Ciaran Hines as Pop, Kurian. Kurian? Okay. Yeah, it's Irish. It's Irish. Hines. It's Irish. Okay. Uh Kieran Hines is pop, Colin Morgan is Billy Clinton, and Jude Hill as Buddy. A uh, young boy and his working class Belfast family experienced a tumultuous late nineteen sixties in Northern Ireland. <laughs> so it had been a minute since I watched the trailer, so I kind of did know, kind of forgot what it was about, so I had a completely open mind to this when I walked, when I went into it, but um, it's from the pr- perspective of nine-year-old buddy um, whose father works overseas in England, and his family, which is his mother, brother, gran- grandmother, and grandfather, they live in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and father comes home like every couple weeks or so to check on things, and um, so this is during like the August 1969 riots where you have Protestant loyalists who attack homes and businesses of Catholics on buddy streets. Like it starts off like a normal day. You got kids out in the street playing, you know, people just doing their, their, their businesses and stuff around the house in the neighborhood. Then all of a sudden just people just come through just busting down windows, fires, right. to blow up a car. Um, so you have that going on. And then, kind of the head of these Protestant loyalists keeps trying to get the father to join the cause, but the father refuses. And, you know, he, the, this leader is trying to go after his sons to get them to run deliveries and whatnot. And, you know, basically just threatening the father, like, hey, if you don't do this, then you know, the whole line of either you're with us or, against, or you're against us. Yeah. Like deal. And so you got, you got that in the background basically, but it mostly focuses on Buddy, who mm-hmm. has trouble with his his maths. You know, he has his, his trouble with <laughs> math. Oh. But Charlie, can um, <laughs> but um, he also has a crush on the girl in his class, and so the classroom is set up where based on their grades is how the seating arrangement is. The closer you are to the front, the better your grades; in the back, the worse you are. And uh, he kind of makes good on his grades, and he moves up to like the third seat. And he's, yeah. you know, directly behind the girl you like. So he's like, well, if I improve my grade there, then I can go to the first seat. And then she'll be at two. Then I can be right there. He's a little creep, too, because he'll stand outside the house just looking in <laughs> while she's getting her hair brushed. Doesn't say yeah. anything. He just kind of stands there with a cheesy grin and walks off. So it's like, dude, talk to her. <laughs> but, um, you know, you got that. And so with everything going on in the neighborhood, the, his father has this idea of moving his family either to Vancouver or Sydney, which you know, wife doesn't want to do it because she grew up in Belfast and doesn't yeah. want to leave the town. You know, it's kind of like I I was born here, I'm gonna die here type deal. And so it just kind of kind of you know it's like, are they gonna move? or are gonna stay here and risk getting caught in the crossfire of what's happening because he's not wanting to join the cause. And then Buddy's trying to figure out if he's going to actually talk to this girl, and if yep. they move, you know, he, he's got he's he's his got his heart set on marrying her. He's like, yeah, hey, move, I can't do that. So even though you have that the riots in the background, it, it's pretty kind of lighthearted in a way. It's kind of a combination yeah. of lighthearted and heavy heavy undertone. Um, I cared about the characters' story. Uh, it's in black and white. Um, it was shot well, um, but yeah, it's pretty much what you want in a movie where you have characters you care about, what happens to them, you want them to succeed. <laughs> I, right. it, it ended. It ended kind of on a happy note. Like I thought it was going to end kind of tragic. I was just waiting for something to happen.
0: <laughs> they're at a they're at a mathlete competition, and and then the building <laughs> blows up.
1: I wouldn't have surprised me.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I mean, it's a nominated for best picture, so obviously yeah. the building needed to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, it,
1: and they, they they even set up barricades with the military there to kind of help prevent the riots from happening. You know, everybody gets along, but you got these loyalists that just, just you know, just they don't like it, so they want to do something. Just like, why don't you leave <laughs> if you got a problem? everybody else gets along, but y'all want to mess up the balance. <laughs> hey, this I
0: doesn't think. add up. Okay,
1: so yeah, right. <laughs> But it was good. Like, I left them I'm like, I'm glad I watched it. I see why yeah. I was nominated. And I'm still not sure who I think's going to win. But,
0: yeah, you know. I st- Seriously, that's one thing. You know what? I'd even, we'd even address that. We'll get to it at the end of, at the, uh, at the end of the show. I'll go over the Oscar nominations. I had just thought about that. I had that on top of my list. And just <laughs> completely over, love, overshadowed everything. <laughs> Good thing I watched Belfast. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Made me think of that. So yeah, uh, I promise I'm usually more prepared than this, but I had it written down I just didn't work. Right. That's on me. Speaking things that are just on me. <laughs> <laughs> so after watching marry me, we're just like, "Oh, so it's the wedding planner." I go, "No, it's not the wedding planner. I mean, I don't know, but it's not." having never seen it, <laughs> it's not though. No. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. Wedding Planner is also on Peacock. So I also watched, Uh. you know, well, I finished that. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll watch it just so I can compare the two to see if it's like, yeah. and the answer to that, no, it's not like that at all. <laughs> you went from wow to,
1: right right,
0: right. yeah i don't like went from one bond to another i guess yeah <laughs> oddly enough i think Gen- jennifer lopez looks better now than she did then <laughs> that's been 21 yeah. years <laughs> so it's craziness still
1: got it
0: still got it uh wedding planner came out in 2001 pg-13 with a runtime of one hour 43 minutes starring jennifer lopez Matthew McConaughey. I don't like his hair in this movie at all or the glasses. I don't know what the glasses are supposed to be for, I guess, because he's a doctor. He's supposed to work. Gla- I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, Bridget Wilson Sampras. I like her. Uh, Sonya blade. <laughs> uh, Justin Chambers as Messimo, Judy Greer as Penny. Alex Roc- Rocco as Salvatore. Joanne Gleason as Mrs. Donnelly. Charles Kimbrew as Mr. Donnelly, a.k.a. Uh, one of my favorite characters from Murphy Brown. TV show Kevin Pollock's in it for a short minute as Dr. John Doshney. Uh, Fred Willard has a little bit role as Basil St. Mosley, dance instructor. Lou Myers as Bert Weinberg. Uh, Frances Bay as Dottie. Most people know her as the rye bread lady for the Seinfeld episode. And, oh, and also, uh, happy Gilmore's mom from happy Gilmore. forgot about that. Or grandma, grandma from happy Gilmore. And Kathy and Jimmy as Jerry. So Jerry for Lopez plays, plays Mary. Cause you know, of course her name would be Mary, uh, and it would be called the wedding planner. Honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't Mary in Marry Me as well. But anyways, Mary Fior is San Francisco's most successful supplier of romance and glamour. She knows all the tricks. She knows all the rules. But then she breaks the most important rule of all. She falls in love with the groom. Dun, dun, dun. So what happens is. She this is the big high profile wedding that she's gonna plan is between uh, friend Donnelly, the Donnelly wedding because apparently the exposure, I guess they're famous or wealthy one, and they're gonna that kind of exposure, you know, and the kind of money they'll spend on it would be huge for the business. So her basically if she, was able to land the Donnelly wedding and complete it successfully. She would then would be a partner, be made partner in the wedding planning business with Kathy Najimy's character Jerry, because she brings in the most revenue, so there and is the best at it. That's part of this company that apparently is a big company. I guess seems kind of. Weird but big, okay a big
1: deal. I
0: guess so <laughs> In 2001 in San Francisco I guess so Yeah Uh, So She ends up Meeting uh, Fran and her parents But not the groom Because he's at work And then As she's leaving one place A dumpster comes rolling down the street And she almost gets Hit I'm surprised it wasn't on fire Oh, because it's 2001, not 2021. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, fire here. Of, again, again, ahead of its time. Um, <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey's character, Steve Edison, rescues her and takes her in to get checked out because she still hit her head on the concrete trying to miss the dumpster. And turns out he's a pediatric doctor, and she ends up inviting him. Well, Judy Greer's character who comes and gets her at the hospital to take her home. And the two, she ends up inviting Steve to movies in the park. Pretty much is what it is. And he says, yes. And they meet there. And then Judy Greer magically doesn't show up. So, you know, all of a sudden she's got plans. So, uh, you know, little set up blind date type thing. So they have a good time. They watch the movie. They talk. They get to know each other, kind of cutesy cutesy, until the next day when she finds out that Steve is France' groom to be. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. So now she's kind of mad. <laughs> now she's kind of mad because. She's falling for Steve, and Steve can't. Steve didn't, I guess, fully disclose that he was engaged, which it wasn't a date, so didn't see that being a thing, I guess.
1: Like, what, maybe a couple hours?
0: Yeah.
1: Then, oh, I'm in love.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Very Jennifer Lopez-esque. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. She was married to take a chill pill.
1: No. <laughs> um, but meanwhile, uh,
0: <laughs> Mary's parents uh, are. You know Salvatore and Dottie are trying to get are trying to get Mary married, and so they they bring along a, a kid from his, her childhood, Massimo, who is kind of a simple person, of simple means, and he's throughout the movie trying to woo her to try and marry him, and she just doesn't want anything to do with them. It's not a thing. Yeah. So, of course, you know, they're spending more, she's spending more time with Steve and trying to help plan this thing and locations and all that. And, you know, the two of them end up falling for each other. And he realizes that he's having more feelings for Mary than for Fran. And, you know, it's that whole trying to wrestle that type of thing. And, uh. Then, you know, the day of the wedding, he's supposed to get married, and then she's not there at the wedding because she finally gives in and decides that she will marry Massimo. Mm. And then both of them have realizations that they don't want to marry their other person because they're in love with each other. And then, you know, big ending. Ta-da. The movie is... (laughs) All the right, movies, direct, movie's directed by Adam Shankman, who I actually really like because he's executive-produced all of the step-up movies, so that should tell you everything you need to know about, you know, as far as very little conflict, yeah. just have fun just sitting and watching the movie. So I can't really say anything because <laughs> I really like him. <laughs> but, as you know, if I'm comparing the two, I don't like this one near as much. Uh, he also... He also direct. uh, Yeah, he produced a lot of movies, Um, a lot of movies I have seen and really enjoyed. But he's also directed "What Men Want" with uh, Tracy Morgan, Uh, "Glee," "Rock of Ages," that uh, Broadway adaptation. Some episodes of Family, or I mean, excuse me, Modern Family. Some music videos, bedtime stories, Hairspray, the movie adaptation, Cheaper by the Dozen two, The Pacifier, uh, Bringing Down the House, Monk, A Walk to Remember, and a wedding, the Wedding Planner was technically his first movie that he directed but he executive produces a ton of stuff. So. But yeah.
1: So listening to you talk about the wedding planner and going back to Marry Me, it seems like Marry Me is a flip of this one. (laughs) Where instead (laughs) of Jennifer Lopez being kind of low level unknown, she's the high profile and Owen Wilson is the her her character in the wedding planner in a way. You have the the single named interest that likes her instead of you know yep it's pretty much the same thing just i re- mean reworked. it's just reworked
0: <laughs> retweaked yeah it's the 2022 remix <laughs>
1: <Yeah. adaptation. laughs> it was yeah it was the the better version <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <clears throat>
0: it was i mean it was fine it's just not my favorite I did also. God, I just realized I watched this too. Um, I I went into the uh, rom con rom rom connaissance, <laughs> Oof, God, that's hard. That's a hard one to do. Basically, when McConaughey was making all these, you know, rom coms and stuff like that. Yeah, I I also watched Fool's Gold with uh, him and with him and uh, Kate Hudson. And you know it's (laughs) it's not the worst, you know it's kind of cute. It's I mean because these aren't gonna be these aren't made, you know, for anything other than people that are uh, that just want like they're not going there. They're not going there for like a whole lot of plot. They just want something that's a feel good. Which honestly, the one thing I've loved about this week. Is that I haven't been focusing on all these awards movies that are going to just depress the holy hell out of me? Because that's what award seasons about. It's just about these big dramatic movies that are probably more than likely just going to kill your mood, kill your vibe. And that's fine because they're big, important—you know, supposedly important movies that really show you, uh, give you a look into the human condition and society and you know reflection on what's going on in the world that's cool but I love I love this week because I've taken a complete departure from that and just watched these cutesy movies that make you feel good like I've not I didn't watch one where I was like sad or depressed or you know or anything like that they were just all fun feel-good movies they're just you know, not that, that's their sole purpose is to make you feel good and have you been entertained. And you know what? Mission accomplished this week. It kind of sucks that, you know, here we go after this, delving into the rest of that, going back into award season and then plus whatever else is coming out. But I like this little break and I'm like, I wish we had more movies kind of like this that weren't just on Lifetime, you know, more bigger budget type ones. Yeah, because it was a time period in the late 90s, early 2000s, where, you know, rom-coms were kind of bit, you know, were huge. You know, and they have one every few months. Now they're like kind of rare. So when this one came out, I go, you know what? I haven't had a movie like this in a while. And there hasn't been any more Nicholas Sparks movie adaptations for me to watch, which, you know, I'm going to be the one person that wants to go see those. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, I was excited for this movie to come out just so I could watch that. The, talking about Mary and Megan, by the way. Uh, so that kind of knowing that we're I was going to watch that, knowing that we were going to record on Valentine's day. I was like, I'm going to watch for me. I'm going to make it a whole theme for me. Cause I want to watch these kind of movies. Plus it'll give <laughs> me a break from everything else. And I, I loved it. But yeah, fool's gold, uh, it's on Netflix. Um, PG-13, hour and 52 minutes. Check it out. It's cute. McConaughey, uh, Kay Hudson, Donald Sutherland, Alex Dizinha, uh, Ewan Bremner, a Scottish man playing Ur- Ukrainian. It's very interesting. Uh, Ray Winstone, Kevin Hart, Malcolm Jamal Warner, also in it. The <laughs> young Kevin Hart at that. I mean, 2008. So, yeah, it's cute.
1: Anyways, that's it. I'm done. Alright. So my second Kenneth Branagh movie, I went to see Death on the Nile, <clears throat> which is the first of these movies I've seen, so not familiar with the yeah. previous. Um, this one was released February 11th, this past Friday. Two hours and seven minutes is the runtime, and directed by directed by and starring Kenneth Branagh, who plays Hercule Pierrot. Uh, Tom Bateman, who plays Book, who apparently was in the first movie of these types. Um, Annette Benning, you have Russell Brand, Ali Fazal, Don French, Gal Godot, Army Hammer, Rosie Leslie, Emma Mackey, Sophie Okinedo, Jennifer Saunders, and Letitia Wright. Uh, while on vacation on the Nile, Hercule Perot must investigate the murder of a young heiress. So, I learned that this is the third screen adaptation of this of um, Agatha Christie's novel. Okay, I only know one other one. I wonder what the other. I wonder if the other one's a TV movie. I think I read yeah the other one for TV and then seventy eight was the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um. So it started off in World War I showing a younger um, Hercule during where he was helping devise a strategy to help allied forces reclaim land against the central powers. However, this being successful, he still wasn't able to prevent his captain from dying at the hands of a booby trap, to which he's injured from as well. And while he's in the infirmary, his wife, who's also a nurse, uh, basically says, you know, I still accept you, even though I married you, despite your injuries, because his face is messed up and he's worried about scars. He's like, I'll well, just grow a mustache, which is why he has his signature
0: mustache. Ah,
1: gotcha. Um, then sometime later, we see him enter in a pub where he witnesses Jackie uh, de Belfort introduce her fiance to her childhood friend, Lynette Ridgway, played by Gal Gadot. Which, of course, backfires when, six months later, she marries her fiancé, Simon, instead. Thus, kind of helping, kind of pushing along this story. Um, So, they're going on their honeymoon in Egypt. And we find out that Jackie's been popping up everywhere that they've gone. Somehow she knows where they are, pops up. She doesn't say anything or do anything. She just stands there and stares. And, you know, it bothers Lynette. But, you know, she's married to Simon, whatever. But anyway, they try to hire Hercule to kind of investigate what's going on because they're tired of her, tired of Jackie appearing everywhere. Yeah. And this is where Lynette, as seen in the trailer, admits that even though I'm around my friends right now, being a person with money, no one's really your friend, so she doesn't feel comfortable or safe with anyone, right? And so, as kind of a, they were supposed to go home instead of going home. Simon has this idea to go on a boat, the Nile, on the Nile, and just taking like just a close knit group. No, Jackie, we'll just do this, get away from everybody. Yet, somehow, yeah. Jackie finds her way on board. <laughs> so, uh, Lynette excuses herself to go to sleep. The next morning, she's found dead, and pretty much everybody on board is a suspect. I mean, it's more—it's basically a who done it type deal, instead of a train or on a boat, <laughs> All right? Um, It—I mean, I kind of figured out from the beginning like who who did what, yeah, who was involved and everything. But it was cool to watch it play out. Um, there's other people that are guilty of things that. You know, not necessarily this main thing, but they're very suspicious. You know, you see the the, the darting eyes, the fidgetiness and, you know, everybody's guilty of something. Right. If it's not this. And um, I think everybody did play that real well. I kind of want to go back and watch the previous movies based on Agatha Christie's book starring. Yeah. Rana. But um it was good. I mean, I liked it. I, I perfectly, purposely went to see it because it's a murder mystery. I wanted to see if, right, you know, pay attention to everybody's mannerisms and everything. And outside of one little mishap, I pretty much figured it out. Even Kyla, who I you know, I took her to go see it. She kind of figured yeah. it out too, and and uh, we both enjoyed it.
0: Okay.
1: Um,
0: you weren't bored at any point. No. Okay. Well, maybe the pacing's a little bit better. I, so my problem with...
1: I just like those kind of movies.
0: Yeah. Well, my problem with with Orient Express, both both versions, the original and the updated one, mm-hmm. is that it just... I kind of got bored halfway through it. Like, it just kind of dragged, I felt. I felt the pacing was just kind of just dragging a little bit. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. I have tried to go back and rewatch both of them and still felt like it dragged and just needed I just needed it to pick up more like I just I just needed that train to go a bit quicker. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of just
1: I'm like, oh for crying out loud, how are we not done yet? Because <clears throat> yeah, this they, they weren't on the boat for the whole movie. They were yeah. they had the scene in World War 1, the pub, had some scenes where they went to visit the pyramids yep. and then the latter part is what took place on the boat and I think once everything kind of happened that's one kind of just kinda of picked up. But okay. but again, I just kinda of like those kind of movies. So Okay. Well
0: maybe I'll try and go check that out this week and uh, put my two cents in on it next week or next episode.
1: I will to try to watch the previous one so I can compare. Boom. Then I'll know. Okay.
0: Yeah. We'll be expecting your book report
1: next week. Oh yeah. <laughs> Homework. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Cool, man. Uh, Trailers—we have a bunch this week because you know Super Bowl brings out the trailers and in, in, uh, in studios. Uh, new trailer for, or finally, a trailer for Jurassic Park Dominion coming yes. out June 10th. Looks very interesting. Uh, uh, I'm on board with it. Apparently, it's the last, I guess, until they decide they want to reboot it, but. Brings back, it's the, it brings back everybody from the original three and, as well as, uh, as well as the main people from the last two. So everybody's in it. So fun time. It looks, it looks, it looks exciting. I mean,
1: <laughs> I'm more interested in All this the, than I have been for the previous ones. Not that yeah. I like, I, I want to see the other ones with this one. I'm just kind of like, yeah, maybe they're finally getting it, <laughs> getting it right. Yeah. You know, everything's a little, such, of the
0: old yeah, old. It's a little bit of a setup of there. I think everything else was just a setup for this one, yeah. I guess. Bringing it all together. Who knows? Um, but we've also got a official, official trailer for Doctor Strange. And it uh, looks pretty good. Um, uh, It's. It looks very trippy. Very very trippy. <laughs> yeah. Very trippy. So I think way too much is going to go on. <laughs> like I'm not going to be able to keep up with everything that's going on.
1: This, part, so. this might be the movie where it's like if you haven't watched the previous entries before this, including the show yeah. and the other movies, yeah. you might want to catch up <laughs> by May. You got till May. Yeah,
0: you've got until May. <laughs> it's,
1: uh, Sam Raimi directing it. Yeah. It looks very so, Sam Raimi-ish. Yep. So, uh,
0: next, we have The Adam Project. Coming to Netflix March 11th. So, this Friday. Or, no, not this Friday. Excuse me. March 11th, not February. I'll get there, because we're on the 14th. Good job, Jeff. All right. Um, anyways. A time-traveling pilot teams up with his younger self and his late father, to come to terms with his past while saving the future. All I could think of is <laughs> all I could think of is uh Paul Rudd and uh in the in game going, So you're trying to tell me all that's <laughs> trying to tell me that back to the future is bullshit? Because <laughs> <laughs> reading that summary pretty much yeah. Uh starring Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Gardner, Catherine Keener, Zoe Saldana uh and others directed by Sean Weavy who also directed uh executive produced Stranger Things Arrival Spectacular Now uh the series Shadow and Bone and has uh, and directed Free Guy so sh- and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Night at Museum, Secret of the Tomb. This is where I leave you the internship. Real steel, which I still enjoy. Date Night, the other Night at the Museum movies. So I'm sure it'll be good, or at least entertaining, at the very least. Uh, let's see. Oh, apparently Blumhouse decided to make a Firestarter movie. So uh, they, have, they are going to be the ones in charge of bringing that movie back, so, but not starting starring Drew Barrymore. So, uh, this does not have a, oh, wait, yeah, we do May 13th. A young girl tries to understand how she mysteriously gained the powers set to, uh, or to set things on fire with her mind. Starring Zach Efron, Ryan Kiera Armstrong, Sydney Lemon, Gloria Rubin, uh, Michael Grey Eyes, uh, Tina Jung, and Nevin Pajic. Directed by Keith Thomas. Yeah. Uh, We've got the full official trailer for Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear animated feature-length film, which looks interesting. Uh, Starring, I think Chris Evans is doing the voice. Instead of just having Tim Allen do it. but He's okay. based
1: on the toy. I guess this is the real Buzz Lightyear.
0: Yeah. So. Yep. Chris Evans is Buzz Lightyear. Taika Waititi doing the voice. Kiki Palmer. James Brolin. Uzo Aduba. Efren Ramirez. Peterson. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Shit. <laughs> Uh,
1: uh,
0: directed by Angus <laughs> McLean.
1: Well, we for sure won't be hearing that in this. But. Shoot. <laughs> that's hey, what if you, he did that, hey, I'd
0: be cool. Man, I'd be, I'd cool. be like, I'll jump <laughs> up, I'll stand up and cheer for sure. Still got the thing. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, he did the thing, he did the thing. Just rated G version. Yes. Next, the trailer, you and I, I'm sure have been waiting for Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope, <laughs> all caps. Uh, the residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Peele's giving us aliens. Yep, we got aliens.
1: So, I was watching TikTok. That was the kind of doesn't have their movie reviews and they're talking about this one coming up and how get out us and this are based on old twilight zone episodes that's where he's getting inspiration from so i'm like all right i didn't, I didn't go back and watch those episodes but uh, the clips that they were showing i'm like all right so he's just taking these premises and making them full length thank you features. i'm like that's smart so way you do it yeah yeah
0: uh starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yoon, Michael Wincott. I was wondering where he's been. Uh, Barbie Ferreria, Donna Mills, Terry Notari. Notari. Sorry, Terry, Notari. Um, Brendan Pereira, Jennifer Lefure and Ryan W. Garcia. Written, directed by Jordan Peel. will be coming out july 22nd so seven twenty two twenty two. 22 22 just worth because there's only four twos not seven but whatever uh that's it man so oh real quick real quick uh oscar nominations best picture belfast coda don't look up drive my car dune king richard licorice pizza nightmare alley the power of the dog west side story Best Director Kenneth Branagh Uh, Rejuki Hamaguchi Drive My Car Uh, Oh, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog Steven Spielberg for West Side Story Best Actor Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog Andrew Garfield for Tick, tick, boom Uh, Will Smith for King Richard. Denzel Washington for The Tragedy at Big Beth. Uh, Best Actress, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia Colman for The Lost Daughter. Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos. Uh, And Kristen Stewart for Spencer, which Spencer is now on Hulu, for those wanting to watch it. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, Kirian Hines for Belfast. Troy Kutzer for CODA. I believe he is the first uh, hearing-impaired person that's been nominated for Supporting Actor. So that's kind of groundbreaking. Uh, Jesse Poynman for The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, which I'm not sure about that one. Uh, Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Best Supporting Actress, Jesse Buckley, The Lost Daughter. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kristen or sorry Kristen Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Anshuan Ellis for King Richard. And everything else you can find. I'll, if I haven't already posted the Academy Award nominations on our Facebook fan group, I will definitely do that shortly. So it'll be up there this afternoon. But uh, the one I honestly think I'm going to have the hardest time trying to uh, decide on is going to be for best best cinematography. Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. I kind of want to cancel Dune out because it's all CGI. Yeah. (laughs) Like... It's a lot of scope, a lot of scenery, but a lot of it's also CGI, so it's, yeah. But whatever. It is what it is. Anyways, Uh, we're going to take a week off. We'll be back two weeks with uh, a lot more movies, a lot more discussion, and I'm working on a special guest to come help break down these Oscar nominations, so stay tuned for that as well. Very much looking forward to that. Got anything else, my friend?
1: No, I think hmm, I'm all, okay. all tapped out for this
0: uh-huh. week. Okay, well we might be going to uncharted territories in our time off. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, boy, bad puns. Uh, Uncharted and Dog come out this Friday, the 18th. There, I got the correct date this time. <laughs> and then, uh. Yeah, so that's about it, man. All right, everybody, we'll we hope everybody has a good Valentine's Day and however you celebrate it, either with yourself, with um, a nice glass of red or white, whichever you choose, or with somebody that's cool, too. We don't judge. We just love everybody, and we thank everybody for listening in, and we hope everyone has a lovely week.
1: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can
0: find us on Twitter at pa movie podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Parental Advisory Movie Podcast and join in on the fun.